With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. To all of our listeners, welcome to President, Patriot, or Puppet. On this radio program, we discuss current political issues with interaction and intensity not heard on other shows, including the the visual media. Our listeners learn and sometimes participate because the issues discussed could affect them directly. If you have a comment for anyone on this show, you can either go to our chat room or our call-in number is one 347 826-7400. Now, moving right along, the opposite of Obama. Last year, the Obama administration knowingly released murderers, sexual predators, and drunk drivers, 36,000 criminal offenders who cumulatively committed over 88,000 crimes. They were illegal immigrants scheduled for deportation but ordered released. Representative Lamar Smith declared this would be considered the worst prison break in American history, except it was sanctioned by the president and prepared by our immigration officials. The Obama administration knowingly placed the lives of American citizens in jeopardy in favor of releasing illegal immigrants who had been convicted of tens of thousands of crimes, and were scheduled for deportation. The U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement, ICE, released 36,007 convicted criminal aliens last year who were awaiting the outcome of deportation proceedings, according to a report issued Monday by the Center for Immigration Studies, criminals, includes those convicted of homicide, sexual assault, kidnapping, aggravated assault, according to the report, which cites a document prepared by ICE. A majority of the releases were not required by law and were discretionary, the organization says. According to the report, the 36,007 individuals released represented nearly 88,000 convictions, including 193 homicide convictions, 426 sexual assault convictions, 303 kidnapping convictions, 1,075 aggravated assault convictions, 1,160 stolen vehicle convictions, 9,187 dangerous drug convictions, 16,070 drunk are drugged driving convictions, 303 flight escape convictions, as reported by Brett Barr. These criminal immigrants should have been deported to ensure that they could never commit crimes on U.S. soil. But instead, ICE officials chose not to detain them and instead release them back into the American streets. Obama administration officials want the American people to think these individuals were guilty of minor petty offenses. But the convictions tell a chilling story. There should be no discussion of reforming our nation's immigration laws until the president enforces the laws currently on the books. The safety of American people should be the president's top priority. We need a president who follows the laws and deports criminals, immigrants, whatever, who violate our laws and endanger our lives. We now have 36,007 more reasons for the impeachment of President Barack Hussein Obama for high crimes and misdemeanors. When is enough going to be the final enough, America? Ronald Reagan represented this shining city on the hill and not what we are faced with today. 
in his lifetime. Ronald Reagan was such a cheerful and invigorating presence that it was easy to forget what daunting historic task he set himself up for. He came to office with a great hopes for America. And more than hopes, Ronald Reagan matched an optimistic uh, temperament with bold president action, unlike the opposite that we see in Obama today. Reagan sought to mend America's wounded spirit to restore the strength of the free world and to free the slaves of communism. In uh, the uh, regimes like the uh, dictatorial regimes like uh, the old Soviet Union, the results have been dramatic loss of productivity, quality, initiative, and innovation. Even though Reagan called the Soviet Union the evil empire, this did not prevent him from negotiating and dealing openly with the leaders of that empire following his policy of trust but verify. The whole world knew that Reagan's words, be they gentlemanly and kind, were exactly what he intended to do. The enemies must fear you or they will never respect you. That's how Lady Margaret Thatcher started her great eulogy on Ronald Reagan, summarizing in one sentence his personal qualities and his great achievements, this combination of highly admirable personality and great accomplishments has made Ronald Reagan the most popular president in the past half century and one of the most important American presidents in history. Ronald Reagan understood that the smile which humor generates is the shortest distance between two brains and was himself a very jolly man in spirit. Reagan skillfully used humor to avoid answers that could create animosity and problems as well as to win crucial arguments in difficult public encounters. In attacking the U.S. Congress for their delaying of turning his policies into laws, he said, I have wondered at times what the Ten Commandments would have looked like if Moses had run them through the U.S. Congress. Some of his humorous comments reveal how he did not take himself too seriously, even as president of the most powerful country on earth. Reagan said, I have left orders to be awakened at any time in case of national emergency, even if I am in a cabinet meeting, he said. Now, Reagan did exactly the opposite of the golfer player-in-chief, Obama, or Obama, Barry Soto says, Today's economy is the worst since the Great Depression. Actually, it is the worst since the Reagan recession in 1982-83. Further corrections from the Obama lies are the 2009 market crash is not the worst since 1929, but since 1987, also on Ronald Reagan's watch. What did Reagan do, or more importantly, didn't do in response to these crises? How was Ronald Reagan's response different from the, Hus the Husseini Obama? Well, in both cases, Reagan did the exact opposite of Obama Barry Soto's uh, massive government spending infusions. In fact, it's worth noting that Bill Clinton – now listen up, you Democrats out there – Democrats didn't invoke Obama's method under Clinton when he faced recessions at the very start and end of his presidency. As for the Reagan recession, the president waited extremely patiently to the point where he drove his advisors nearly nuts for his huge 1981 tax cuts to take effect. He didn't spend money because he believed spending was the problem and had been out of control, particularly since FDR's New Deal and LBJ's Great Society, which created systemic deficits. 
Reagan felt that the past policies of high spending, high regulation, and high taxes had sapped the American economy of its vitality and particularly its ability to rebound from recession with job creation. The economy needed to be freed from government intervention in order to perform. Reagan's prescription rested on four pillars, tax cuts, deregulation, reduction in the rate of government spending, and a stable, carefully managed growth of the money supply. The federal income tax reduction was the centerpiece. Reagan secured a 25% across-the-board reduction over a three-year period beginning in October 1981. The upper income marginal tax rate was dropped from 70%, which Reagan believed was punitive and stifling job creators. So he cut it to 28%. By 1983, America had begun the longest peacetime economic expansion in history, cruising right through the 1987 market plunge. What did Reagan do about the October 1987 crash? Basically nothing, certainly nothing like a massive government stimulus. Some people were talking of panic. Reagan calmly confided to his uh, diary. And uh, it was simply a note in there, the stock exchange is acting very upset. Those are Reagan's only diary references to the financial crisis. With the economy freed, Reagan was confident it would bounce back. Reagan let the economy correct itself, and his words became famous. Government is not the answer to your problems. It is the cause of your problems. Some say, but Reaganomics created huge deficits, right? Wrong. That's the big criticism. It isn't accurate. It needs to be understood now more than ever. First off, know these critical facts. The deficit under Ronald Reagan increased 35% from an inherited deficit from President Jimmy Carter of $104 billion in 1980 to a final deficit of $141 billion in 1989. The deficit peaked at $236 billion in 1983, particularly because of the plummet in tax revenue during the recession. It became... Uh, Stead, it was dropping steadily in 1986, continuing through 1987 crash. Compare that to what's happening now, where the direct opposite of Reaganomics is being pushed by the liberal Democratic golfer-in-chief and congressional leadership, who shout that Obama inherited a record Bush deficit of $400 billion dollars. However, the left-wing Congress does not let out. Obama generated a far worse $1.8 trillion deficit in his first year. These Americans out there, listen up. We've never seen anything like this government spending. This unthinkable explosion is a direct result of the stunning government spending unleashed by Obama, Barry Soto, and his nutjob Democratic leadership in the Senate, which we are still suffering through until November 2014. Stunning government spending is just eight weeks of the Obama starting line, which is an unheard of development in 233 years of American history. So think about this, America. Ronald Reagan increased the deficit by 35% in eight years, whereas Barack Hussein Obama, Barrio Soto, has increased the deficit by 450% in his first eight weeks in office. Reagan created an extra $37 billion in annual deficit. Obama Soto has his first year created an extra $1.4 trillion in annual deficit. But what exactly caused the Reagan deficits? There were several factors. 
the recession of 1982-83, the Reagan defense spending implemented to turn the screws on the, the Soviets and the domestic social spending by the Democratic Congress, which wielded some reasons could reasonably be viewed as Reagan's fault. The most, however, were Congress, who try not to share blame in today's talking points of liberal media. Thank God there are radio programs like ours here on the Blog Talk radio program where we do not run from the truth, importantly. And despite what you've heard, Reagan's tax cuts didn't create the, de- the deficit. Tax revenues actually boomed from roughly $600 billion in 1981 to $1 trillion in 1989. The primary cause of the deficit was recession and Congress's continued spending, mainly spending as is always the case because you cannot spend your way out of debt. It is especially the case right now under this liar-in-chief with the spending component utterly out of control and regulations on top of regulations and tax increases that destroy the job creators and make them leave America. The crucial lesson for today is that the best stimulus is one that relies on the tried and true American way, letting free individuals and entrepreneurs stimulate the economy through their own earnings and economic activity. Wealth confiscation and redistribution by government collectiveness and central planners never works. Unfortunately, it is that failed, extremely destructive method that Americans elected in November 2008 a very well-hidden-from-public-view radical whose name could be Barack Hussein Obama or Barry Soto, who knows you can't tell from his fake birth certificate or his fake Social Security number, for that matter. For three decades now, the minority of Americans who make up the hard left have been trashing Reaganomics. Well, on November 4, 2008, for the first time in American history, they they were convinced enough and convinced enough voters to join them in electing the extreme opposite. At long last, they will pay for the economic consequences of their ideology, and as will their children and grandchildren, by the way. Now I need to turn my attention to one of the greatest presidents of all times. We must return to meaning what we say and to tell our enemies there is a price that we will not pay. There is a point to which they will not advance. Who would trade our freedom for the soup kitchen of the welfare state have told us they have a utopian solution of peace without victory. They call their policy accommodation. And they say if we'll only avoid any direct confrontation with the enemy, he'll forget his evil ways and learn to love us. All who oppose them are indicted as warmongers. They say we offer simple answers to complex problems. Well, perhaps there is a simple answer. Not an easy answer, but simple. If you and I have the courage to tell our elected officials that we want our national policy based on what we know in our hearts is morally right, we cannot buy our security our freedom from the threat of the bomb, by committing an immorality so great as saying to a billion human beings now enslaved behind the Iron Curtain, give up your dreams of freedom, because to save our own skins, we're willing to make a deal with your slave masters. Alexander Hamilton said, a nation which can prefer disgrace to danger is prepared for a master and deserves one. Now let's set the record straight. There's no argument over the choice between peace and war. But there's only one guaranteed way you can have peace, and you can have it in the next second. Surrender. Admittedly, there's a risk in any course we follow other than this, but every lesson of history tells us that the greater risk lies in appeasement. And this is the specter our well-meaning liberal friends refuse to face, that their policy of accommodation is appeasement. 
and it gives no choice between peace and war, only between fight or surrender. If we continue to accommodate, continue to back and retreat, eventually we have to face the final demand, the ultimatum. And what then? When Nikita Khrushchev has told his people, he knows what our answer will be. He has told them that we're retreating under the pressure of the Cold War, and someday, when the time comes to deliver the final ultimatum, our surrender will be voluntary, because by that time, we will have been weakened from within spiritually, morally, and economically. He believes this because from our side he's heard voices pleading for peace at any price, or better read than dead, or as one commentator put it, he'd rather live on his knees than die on his feet. And therein lies the road to war, because those voices don't speak for the rest of us. You and I know and do not believe that life is so dear and peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery. If nothing in life is worth dying for, when did this begin? Just in the face of this enemy? Or should Moses have told the children of Israel to live in slavery under the pharaohs? Should Christ have refused the cross? Should the patriots at Concord Bridge have thrown down their guns and refused to fire the shot heard round the world? The martyrs of history were not fools. And our honored dead, who gave their lives to stop the advance of the Nazis, didn't die in vain. Where then is the road to peace? Well, it's a simple answer after all. You and I have the courage to say to our enemies, there is a price we will not pay. There is a point beyond which they must not advance. I am so thrilled that I get to know history like I do and appreciate it. I want to bring in one of two of, of the great people on this show. We have Michael Talley and we have Dr. Mark Davis. I'm going to bring in Michael Talley. Give me your view. Good morning, David. Good morning, Doctor. It's amazing. Reagan and our golfer-in-chief are the opposite ends of the spectrum. Reagan loved the country. Obama hates it. It's kind of that simple. And everybody's taking advantage of his, his cowardice. Russia is retaliating now through indications that uh, if we need to go to the space station, we may not be able to do it because we, Obama, Obama stopped our shuttle program. We can't even get to the space station. We have guys up there. We can't get them home. They've also stopped providing Russian-made rocket engines if they use the launch military satellites. It's the NK-33 and the RD-180 engines. They supply. We're using their engines. You know, we have GE to provide engines over here. Rolls-Royce provides engines for jets. We can't have them providing our engines. And the guy goes one step further, and he's nominating an anti-constitutional lawyer to the federal court. There's another person that hates the Constitution, right down the bummer's alley. They got North Korea media calling President Barack Obama a wicked black monkey. That'll go without comment. I mean, it's amazing. He's even encouraged a conference. There's a progressive con conference that was held in Madison, Wisconsin, and it's all about white privilege. Uh, whites cannot be subject to racism. These are professors there, and they're saying, well, I can say this because... I have tenure. I can say whatever I want. These are people that, that for some reason, are white, that hate whites. Mm -hmm. You know, they want the whites to leave the room so the blacks have room to talk. Uh, it, just, it just goes on and on. It's incredible. Yeah. Doctor? Doctor, uh, Dr. Davis, give us your view here. Article 3, uh, Section 3 of the Constitution spells out what uh, treason is releasing 36,000-plus criminals uh, and making America unsafe is a treasonous act in my mind. Immediate uh, impeachment should come forward. Uh, I saw that article on North Korea and calling the president a simian a monkey. Uh, it's funny. People should read it. Uh, it's, a, it's rhetorical nonsense, but it has a point. It shows that the president is not thinking. He is not a person of a rational mind to do the things that he's doing right now, appointing people that are anti-Constitution, people that are anti-America, as he is. And you can see it in every action that he performs. 
and with Obamacare, it's all been changed. He's he's taken a piece of legislation, remolded it the way he wants it, and now it's being perpetrated on, on the American public. And he's done that with a lot of pieces of legislation. He does not fall constitutional pro. Uh, privilege, and, and we need to get rid of this guy. And the first step is in 2014 by taking back the Senate, which I believe we will. I think we're going to edge out uh, the Democrats there. We won't get a supermajority, but we'll get enough to put the purse strings on hold on many of the things that Obama is doing. Obama needs to be put on a budget and a solid budget for vacations, uh, for all the things that he's done, and now they're wasting money. One more point. There's a, uh, a bill pending before the Senate uh, which is going to extend tax credits to all the favorite the favorite people of Obama, which should be knocked out completely. So uh, well, there's a lot of things going on in Washington today, and we need to talk. I about think his it. favorite people have to be the Muslim Brotherhood because it's his yeah. whole White House is overridden by them, and care happens to be his main objective now. And and why is it that our entire uh, thinking process in America now? is to protect the Muslim, uh, we, we, we don't want to, uh, what do we call, uh, say anything bad about them, right? To hell with the Christians, they can sit there and, and give them uh, blows from right to left, but don't say anything about the Muslims. You know, this is what's sorely pissing me off. I've got to have... I want those words that came out of his mouth stuck right up his behind. This is no longer a Christian nation. I I could absolutely uh, jump up and say, America, are you not listening to this disgusting person who is... How many times do we have to say this? He was never vetted. He was never vetted. This is a fake person all the way down to his fake social security number. He hates this country. It is obvious. He hires people who hate the Constitution, who hate America, and who openly stand up and say that there is, that Sharia law should be the law of the land. You've heard this. I know all of you out there have heard these types of things. We've got to stand up We've got to grow our own and keep them. And like uh, uh, Reagan says, you know, we have to to have a absolute understanding with our enemies. There is a price we will not pay. You know, Obama will pay any price. He's the coward in chief. He'll do anything. He thinks he can talk, along with Curry, who Russia has such distaste for Curry. It's incredible, and rightfully so. The guy's a miserable idiot. But he's thinking he can go out and just make nice to everybody, and they're going to love us. And that's what he ran on, and that's what these low-information voters were dumb enough to believe. And Reagan was right. Strength through power through strength. Respect through strength. Yeah, that's what he's getting at. you got to be able to protect yourself. Uh, Russia walks all over us at this point in time. They don't respect us. Yeah, the most saying disgusting that, uh, thing in the world is we've got people up in, in a, uh, a satellite, and we don't have their permission anymore to go up there. I'm sick of it. I could just puke. You know, I, I sent you guys that uh, uh, video of that uh, Muslim talking and actually yeah. uh, making fun yeah. of... Uh, anything other than a Muslim person. You have to give them this and, and take off your clothes and give them to them and all kinds of, of garbage. But it it's we have to say, look, enough is enough. Strong America has got to bond together. Now, there's three strong ones right here on this radio program, and we're going to abundantly announce the fact that, you know, the crap is over. We're done. This is not going to go farther. And again, like, like Dr. Davis says, it's going to start in 2014. We need to clean house. And I yeah. mean from the rhinos to the left-wing nut jobs as well. You know, yeah, Boehner needs to go. Boehner has to be getting oh, rid of yes. he's, he's a weak person. He's won his primary. He'll probably win the election. Uh, I hope they get rid of him. I hope younger guys with more insight uh, challenge him because he's over. He's finished. He's done. 
He needs to go. As for the space station, as of 2020, Putin says we're not allowed up there anymore. He's not going to give us a ride up there. That's absolutely ridiculous. We built most of that station. That station is ours, except for a few pods that are up there. He said the Russians could act independently up there, but the uh, the Americans need them. And uh, that's, that's a bunch of nonsense as well. That first, is our first space station. First closed that, that program was, was the nut job in chief. Okay, We yeah. closed down all of of our uh, uh, outer space so that yeah. he could spend more money uh, yeah. in traveling and golf tours and uh, handing out uh, freebies to the folks to get his Democrats reelected. And it's, it's pitiful. We've, we've got to wake up. And it's got to be the American people that have to see and resolve, but uh, as like Mark and I were talking about a, a little earlier before the show, it is pathetic the amount of people who simply refuse factual information, and they will simply, that's not so. You know, have you ever, would you put the, that stupid smile uh, on your mind just a moment of the uh, second in command and Uncle Joe's smile and sitting up there while he was uh, debating uh, back in the presidential debates, and that's not true, that's not true. How many millions of Americans just simply adopt that? That's not true, that's not true. And they don't. They will not listen any further. Yeah. Well, we have the same problem with the doctor is indicating. He has the authority to lock up Lerner, but won't do it. He says, well, I'm going to let Eric Holder do his job. Are you kidding me? He's another Obama. He hates whites. He's not going to do his job. Boner will not go against what the Democrats and what Obama wants. Boehner said specifically, Michael, that he's not going to lock up uh, Lois Lerner. And that's a bad thing. It sends a bad message all along. They were aware that the core of the IRS were going after Republicans and, and the PACs, the 501c3s, and it's now, it's, it's just knowledge, it's just known fact, and they won't do anything about it. The president's basically immune. As my wife said, my wife's a dentist, and she talks to other uh, professional people. He said they, they believe that the president is immune from all litigation of the things that he's done, including the Benghazi and the IRS and all the other scandals that are out there. They've done absolutely nothing. They've dragged these things on for months, even two years. And now we have a fifth committee for Benghazi with Trey Gowdy, who I believe is earnest and will go after the facts wherever they are. And I believe they will go into the White House. And President Obama now better hide under his desk because if Trey Gowdy finds them there, he's going there. And uh, that, that's good for America. It's good sure. to clean house. I would recommend the book to President uh, John Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress. He would understand the way the Christian world really works. And it works well when, it, when it's allowed to. Yeah. No, Gowdy's exactly. not afraid to go after him. You know, the Democrats, the liberals, the Obamas, they're trying to make Benghazi uh, like abortion. It's, it's just an opinion. The conservatives are against Benghazi, but it's just political. Because mm-hmm. they do not care about the four dead Americans yeah. that they're responsible for. And our Hillary's, well, what difference does it make now, anyhow? It's funny. I, uh, I don't. Rove I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't said, know that Rove. I don't know that Rove got good treatment here, but I want to make sure he gets better treatment. He spoke the truth, and they tried to lace it with all kinds of of, of quinine. She has a uh, an accident. She has a medical history. Now, yeah. like uh, Clinton, Bill Clinton, he hid his pretty well. So I'm I'm not sure that we that. The, the Trey Gowdy's of the world are going to allow that if she does get on the uh, uh, the uh, Democrats' uh, schedule for running for president. Now, like the uh, doctor had said, I don't think you can go after a president after they're out of office for any criminal acts he's done. I'm pretty sure presidents have passed that a while ago, and Congress has agreed with it because they know any one of them could eventually be president. Well, this we can do whatever he wants. The Congress, it says in the Constitution that the bill of attainer will not be had on a person who commits treason. It means they can, they have to give him a judicial 
trial. They, they have to bring him to justice and go through the process of due process rights. You can't just pull a person in and say you're you're treasonous. So, but that's what he's done with people like these people that he released. They didn't have any trials here in this country. They had they were all from other countries and whatever they did, they did it was found out about. They should have been shipped home. No, and the American people basically are on trial for having people like this running the streets of America, putting them in danger, and we didn't have a word to say about it. Do you want murderers and convicted criminals next door to your house when your kids are playing out in the street? Do you want pedophiles out there, potentially that could harm your children? Then they're trying to take our guns away from us so we can't protect ourselves. It doesn't make any sense. So I believe Obama belongs in the sanitarium as we talked before the show. They want us not to be able to protect ourselves from the government. This guy is right down the Marxist, communist, socialist, Alinsky playbook. The first first thing you've got to do to control the people is to take their guns away from them. That's what they've been attempting since Fast and Furious, try to create an activity out there so they can point the finger at it and say, see, America, we've got to take these damn guns. That's what's happening. No one in their right mind would be able not to understand this. Criminals do not give a crap about the law. They're going to have the guns. You take the guns away from the uh, law-abiding citizens, and it's going to be easier for the criminal. That's the stupidest thing in the world. That is absolutely a fact. They want to control people. That's the reason for confiscation of guns. They, that, uh, as a matter of fact, that you were uh, talking about John Kerry. I think he committed a, uh, a treasonous act himself when he signed the the uh, UN Council's resolution. Uh, to govern our citizens over gun rights through the United Nations. Now, I think that's a treasonous act myself. There was a piece of news this morning, I don't think you've seen it yet, that the uh, USDA, the Department of Agriculture, wants to buy machine guns, sub-machine guns, and they put bids out for them. It's up on Drudge this morning, and it's unbelievable. What would they need machine guns for other than to kill people like you and me? Well, sure. Why are they arming every section of the government, including the post office? Are they getting prepared for civil insurrection? Is Obama stirring the pot so much that people are going to go into Washington and try to pull these people out of office physically? What's, there's something going on here. There's a subcurrent that we're not seeing, and we should be, because they're arming the government and they're taking our rights away from us. And there's something that may be happening. Maybe they want Obama to stay beyond 2016. Yeah, well, you're, you're absolutely right. The, the greatest thing that we can do is, is go back and review his words. Remember when he was running for office and he said, we need a militia that's even stronger than our army, our, our, our service, all of our service. We need a, a, a militia. That meant that he had intent in the very beginning to come in and control people. To issue now guns is, is an, a mentioning of that beginning statement. I believe, yes, he is forming his militia. Why is he hiring so many people that say that they will shoot Americans and firing those who will not? I mean, come on, that, is, that information is out there. You cannot have a person that... Uh, will say in the, in, the, in the service. That's why we've had so much of a turnover. There's generals leaving. There's people that are, are absolutely uh, abolished from the services because they refuse to follow the command of shooting Americans. Yes, you're absolutely right. There is something on the drawing board. It's been there, and he actually exposes himself in the very beginning. Yeah, we could have done a whole lot better strong america i'm talking to everybody out here we could have done better by not accepting somebody that was never vetted by not accepting somebody who when they said to the american people i'm going to uh change america well what was that change was the question that was never asked or answered well, Michelle spoke up about that, too. He says, Obama's not going to let you go back to your way of life. You're going to have to change everything you believe in. 
I mean, they are so anti-American. It's it's amazing. You got Charlie Rangel out there, the Democrat um, idiot. Excuse my English. All Americans won't lose any sleep over Benghazi. I mean, the Democrats can't people see how evil these people are? You talk about arming agencies. They're arming the IRS. The only good part about it, these weenies that work for the IRS, uh, the other government agencies, the post office, we're going to have the military on our side, and they're not going to be able to do a thing. You know, he's he's doing a, a good, clean house, if you will. To all people who are, that's one of the questions that they have to uh, relate an answer to whenever they're joining the service now, and all of the... Uh, above, we talked about the infiltration of all of government with the Muslim Brotherhood, and there's uh, we, we give billions of dollars to our enemies, send planes and and tanks and and etc. to the uh, Egyptian Muslim Brotherhood, and uh, what do we do? We turn our cheek in Syria, and we say, oh, Iran is not important, and while. People like our, our allies are sitting there on death row because the, the Muslims have said that they want to wipe uh, uh, the, uh, the Jews off of the face of the earth, you know, and we do nothing about it. And that's what Reagan just got you saying in his little speech right there that is, makes me so proud. We have to have a price that we will not pay, and not just a line that we draw in the sand that we keep drawing another one, another one, and we keep crossing it like this idiot in chief we have. We've they want to, to overturn the 22nd Amendment, which says you could only have two presidential terms. That's, there's, it, that's out there, and they want to do it now so Obama could stay in office. And there were 15 proposals on the, on the works uh, during, in the states of the federal order, so you need 38 states to overturn it. Uh, a constitutional amendment and a two-thirds of the Senate and the House. I don't think they're going to get it, but they're going to try to. And Obama doesn't like the Constitution, as we all know. He's an anti-constitutionalist. So uh, we're going to see the president uh, make an effort to stay in office. One thing on John Kerry, John Kerry was worried about the 300 little girls. Now they're saying it's 276 uh, missing in Nigeria. Well, he was also concerned about Nigeria's policy on homosexuals. And I, when I heard it, I couldn't believe it. And I don't know what your guys' thoughts on Why is that such an important issue? Now that's the being pushed by there. Obama. you got that's Chuck Hazel think. saying that we've got to yeah. look at the transgender rule in the military base. Uh, no reason we can't hire people that are transgender or gay or whatever they want to call it. So this all stems down from the Obama. Hegel's pushing the same thing. Curry's pushing it. you got Michelle up there holding a sign with a sad look on her face. Bring our girls back. Then not her girls? It's just a political ploy to take it. Uh, but just think about that. What they're doing with Putin, okay. what they're doing with Syria. Just, just, think, just think about that sign. What did that sign tell the world? We are supposed to be the strongest nation on earth. And here, the person who's representing this government pleading with somebody out there to bring our, our girls home. She you know, is crying the wife. Yeah, she is the wife of the, the leader of America. And. You know, somebody go out there and get our girls. This is pathetic. It is absolutely pathetic. And and that is a representation of that entire house called the White House now. Yeah, but under Hillary in there. Hate. Under Hillary they refused to label the Boko Haram, this Muslim extremist group, as a terrorist group. And that was under the Secretary of State. It came out a few days ago. She may be the problem, uh, Hillary, another problem that she's caused, because if we would have labeled them, we could have gone after them, and we never did. And now we have this we're facing. And we're paying for most of this again. We're paying for the surge. We have troops on the ground, even though they're saying we don't. It's just for our assistance. We know that's not true. They're going to start a war over there, um, and we're going to be involved in another place. We, we've been in, involved in too many skirmishes. I think we should come home, in my opinion. You, you can't okay, make these Muslims live in a democracy. We should get out of all those countries, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, you know how many times that we say on this radio program, and I, I repeat it every time I hear this type of conversation, and that is you can go 
to the countries where they have a woman buried up to her neck, and they're throwing rocks at her. And you can attempt to rescue her. Even the women would help kill you. We are not going to change that ideology. One of the things that needs to happen, that needs to happen, and I mean fiercely needs to happen, and that is when you threaten America or Americans, you instantly die. That is not going to be some boots on the ground, but it's going to be like the Kosovo thing, you know? Please stop sending those bombs over here. Yeah, okay. Well, look, you're not going to get away with I am. I hate every uh, infidel and uh, especially Israel and all of our allies, etc. Our allies get to where they are not confident at all in us, and they have uh, these scary feelings. Why we even pulled out of Poland was the reason. That was a starting moment, if you will, for Putin's aha moment. And and I think one of the things that was in a conversation that we know nothing about, but we heard the, the little uh, pinnacle of it when uh, Obama was running for election the second time, and he, and he and Putin were talking, well, it'll be easier after the election. And that was to turning the reins over to Putin. I'm telling you, this. Uh, I think uh, uh, Obama is Putin's pet. Yeah. Uh, Putin knows that. He already knows we're not reliable. Right. His comments are that Obama has politicalized, politi- politicized yeah. everything. That's all we is. This is a politics. One of our countries that do not like us threatens us. We send them a check. Yeah. yeah. You remember what Ronald Reagan did when they found that a discotheque in Germany was bombed by the Libyans? About an hour later, he had a jet force on its way down to Libya to blow the hell out of them. That's the kind of policy that we need. Sure. The same yeah. Reagan did, and, this, and we should. We don't have that. We send them a check, just like you guys said. Exactly. Send them a, yeah, yeah. Uh, an entitlement. They get their entitlement. They get their entitlement check. We sent, <laughs> Very how many well. billions did we send to Ukraine over there that they had to just turn around and hand to Putin to buy yeah. the, the uh, oil yeah. and gas with over there? Yeah. I mean, we simply handed a check to Putin. He, he laughs his ass off. And all the way to the bank, you know? Yeah. Well, Bi- oh. Biden's son is going to work for one of the Ukrainian energy companies. I don't know if you heard about this one. Biden's son, can you imagine that? The, the vice president says he's not supporting it, but on the side, you know, he is. There's too much interconnectivity here. I'm sure uh, the Obama talks to Putin regularly. There's going to be some backlash a little bit, and then everything's going to settle down in the future. But they want to make it look like America is doing something. They're going to put penalties against it. That's a big joke. Yeah, you know the penalties that they put against? They have eight guys that they're holding up their bank accounts. That's all. Like they don't have bank accounts everywhere else in the world. Right. Yeah. But the Department of Homeland Security, you know, they assembled uh, uh, this uh, hands-off treatment, if you will, to potential terrorists crossing the border. Did you hear about that one? Yeah, the hands-off. The Homeland Security. I'm sorry, go ahead. it, it, the, the, the hands-off policy, uh, and, of course, uh, the uh, Senator Grassley is trying to get more information about that, but there's people, and the, and the name was published in, in uh, the Washington Free Beacon of Jamal Badawai, I can't say that thing, a Canadian uh, Islamist leader who was uh, uh, praised for suicide uh, bombers and uh, is, of course, a close uh, in contact with Hamas and Hezbollah. Yeah, he's got free reign. Come across the border, leave him alone. You know, I'm telling you, there's too much information for us to simply turn the other way. This is a a fully treasonous uh, presidency, along with all of his constituents and the uh, white-hater Eric Holder, as well as uh, uh, all of the others that he has in office, his his Muslim in chief, if you will, uh, right hand uh, up there in office, uh, is really the person that's writing the teleprompter material. And you've seen Obama when he doesn't have a teleprompter. I mean, he's not the elegant speaker that he is when he's reading that teleprompter. Homeland Security and TSA 
were put into place to control Americans, not to block us from having problems with the Muslims. They want to control us, and that's what it's all about. And if we got rid of both of them, we'd be for the better of it right now. We, the states could uh, take care of the airports if they need to in terms of uh, a Muslim getting in. It's a rare event that someone gets through there with a, with a gun or a pistol or a knife or something like that. It, we have to look back at the structure of what happened in 2001 at Logan Airport and the type of people that were screeners at that time. There were people pulled off the streets. And if you see these tapes, you'd understand what I'm saying because they were nothing but idiots. Uh, allowing and, uh, recently a box cutter just got in on board at one of the planes. One of the TSA agents said, "You know, it doesn't matter." So we have a level of security that goes against Americans. It helps out Muslims and, and the other people coming into this country. And we have open borders. What point if they're checking at the uh, airports, but they open up the borders to these people? It makes no rational sense. If you well, look the part, you are the want. part. Yeah, if you look the part, you are the part. I'm sick of people saying, "Oh, we can't, we can't profile." You know, screw you. If if you got a uh, uh, one of those rags around your head, I forget what the hell it's called, and, and you come up and you looking around like you can't hardly wait to blow these sons of bitches up, I, I, you they ought to snag his ass right then. I mean, I, I was on a plane and got off of a plane because I saw. Two seats, two uh, side-by-side people, and if you would have seen their eyes and their rag heads, I, would con- I was convinced that there is a possibility that they got on because they looked like that, and, and then the next one yeah. was because, uh, you know, the political correctness crap, but, it, but you have to protect yourself now. You're not going to... Yeah rely on something else. So I took my family off the plane. Yeah, I don't blame you. Not gonna I don't blame you at all. I'm yeah. a big fan of profiling. If yeah. I'm walking down the street with my wife and somebody looks at one of us and they don't look like they're nice, pleasant people, mm-hmm. they ain't getting near us. Not by no, me. I, I, put my, I, put my hand, I put my hand on what I carry. <laughs> I fly twice a year and I, I look for that as well. And I would get yeah. off the plane, too, if I had to. I don't yeah. trust anybody. I don't trust the screeners and, and the people that are in charge. Yeah. Trust but verify, and that's not being done. You know, we we walk around like a bunch of pansy asses because the, the left-wingers, I mean, you know, look, it took a handful of people to take uh, religion out of schools. Remember that? The hell was her name? I can't remember her name. Uh, Madeline Murray. Yeah, Madeline Murray O'Hara. Madeline Murray. Now we she died we under, got that under same we got that same type of genetic material in us. Yeah. Why do we let these left wing nut jobs yeah. come up and say what? Well, just like we were talking about gay marriage. Listen, marriage is. But I do not want to hear anything else. I don't care what your choices are. That's yours. Go out there and make them. But don't try to change the Constitution and change the 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 biblical meaning of something because. You choose it. I, you know, screw you. I don't want to hear that. I sh- certainly, if you want to go out there and marry a monkey, I don't care. That's you. Just don't tell me that it ought to be in the Constitution where you can just go do what it is that you want to do. And it doesn't matter what the majority of us are and, and do uh, participate in and believe in. That's another effort by Obama to destroy the country. You've got all these liberal judges out there striking down gay marriage bans state by almost every day you hear one of them coming out saying well uh, you can get married if you're gay hey man woman that's the way it is that's how you propagate the society you start turning everybody gay you're not going to have a society much longer it's like calling muslims and islam a religion it's a cult get a grip did you see the twins on hgtv lose their show because they believe in traditional marriage it was out in the it was, it was amazing. The show was canceled because they believe, and they weren't expounding it on the show. That's their personal belief. It, it's not too dissimilar to other things that are going on. The Mozilla chairman had to step down because he believed in, in gay, uh, non-gay marriage. Uh, Chick-fil-A, when they, the owner came out and said, no, we don't believe in, in gay marriage. Uh, we, we have lost our freedom of speech. The left have 
what they want, they could say what they want, and they could kill us in terms of our businesses and our personal lives if, if they want to. And they are doing that. There are we're letting, oh, I, we're letting that happen. We we yes. have the Madeline Murray O'Hare beat down attitude. We yes. cannot stand up for ourselves when somebody says something. Oh, we've got to be politically correct. Our political correctness is destroying this freaking country. It is absolutely, I am the absolute opposite. You want to say Reagan is the opposite of Obama? I am opposite of political correctness. Just exactly like I'm sure Reagan certainly was. He had a policy just like me. I uh, mentioned when he was uh, had the, the uh, tax cut across the board. He got pummeled, even by his, his own staff. You've got to do something that way. And he simply put his hands together and waited for it to take place, yes. of which when it did, it was astronomical. It increased the tax base from, from about $800 billion up to $1.3 trillion. Now, cutting taxes because job creators came back, and, and, it, and it incentivized the entrepreneurs to go out and create, and create jobs and create wealth. It's the, the regulatory system is just like right now Obama has already said it. And, again, I, I come back to the words that he says out of his mouth, that he believes that taxing those wealthy, uh, even up to 100%, if need be, is perfectly legitimate. Now, I know that's been said by past presidents in past. If you've studied some of them, the name does not come to mind, but that's been uh, uh, touted, and for those who do not pay their fair share, in other words, what that redistribution thing is coming up that is part of the annihilation of this country. They knew when they created a lot of these tax bills that they affect whites directly. People like me who are solid middle class would be attacked, would be audited every year, State and feds would come after people like us. If you own the condo, like we were ordered, we sold our condo. All of a sudden, my wife's ordered it has to pay forty grand, has to make a deal with them to pay it over twenty years, whatever. This is what these laws are about: the alternative minimum tax, which should have gone years ago, uh, the the marriage tax, all that stuff. That affects white people mostly, and they know that. It doesn't affect Hispanics. And here in Maryland, blacks, if you have a business, you still get an entitlement. We have people driving Range Rovers on medical assistance here. It is crazy. And, and they leave illegal the aliens. They, they give illegal yeah. aliens advice as to how to uh, play the system and reap the, the benefits. Come on. They give them a check here. They're giving yes. free college or reduced college tuition. They're giving homes. They're giving food stamps. They get disability. Go to the disability office near you. See who's in there. I would tell you it will be 90% Hispanic and black. Absolutely. Yeah. You're in Florida. Go in there. Take a peek at them. Just just sure. take a ride there. Yeah. And it's an entitlement. They yeah. feel they've lost all initiative to, to work. Why should they work? Just like the black woman that was interviewed on that radio program that yeah. I talk about on every one of these radio programs. Yeah. That uh, The uh, people down in Texas did a, that radio interview with her. She says, why should I work? I'm being paid not to. Yeah, heard that. Why would I? Why would, why would I teach my kids to work when yeah. th they would be stupid to? That's the yeah. immoral attitude that has devolved America. And, and the left knows that. They know how to destroy this country from within. You put those freebies out there, and you're going to get the vote. You know, uh, There's so many that come up with that new idea. I mean, they'll, they'll do the thing, vote for Obamacare, and then they will come back to try to get votes and say, I'm not, a, you know, I, I voted for it before I was against it and all that kind of stuff. It, the radicalness of what politics has evolved to, de-evolved to, and people buying into it might say getting paid to be part of it with the entitlement attitude has destroyed this country. Yes, very much. We look you at have John McCain going out there and said, Americans should accept Big Brother looking over you. Talk yeah. about your head rhino. Yeah. This guy is the joke. He's he's another one that's going the way Biden is. Dementia, senile, whatever it is. Yeah. I have an article I wrote two years ago, Biden and Mind on the Edge. It's on YouTube, and it's in written form. 
uh, from the examiner, I would tell you it's true. Yeah, I there believe it. No question. Yeah, no question. I don't know how uh, in hell that he got up there. Was he was chosen by somebody to to run for office? But he was one of the reasons why we wound up with this freaking Obama. So uh, there's, and he comes out knowing that other people have already found out that he yeah. is a rhino. You know, I, I'm sick of them, every one of them, and I've got to sign off and hope that everybody has enjoyed it, and I can't only wait to have my two good friends, Dr. Mike, uh, excuse me, Mark, <laughs> Dr. Mark Davis and Michael Talley. See you next Thursday. Thank, Thank you, you. Thank you, guys. Dear President Obama, we, the people, have stated resolutely we reject your vision for our country. You claim you have not heard us. We, the people, have assembled across America resisting your efforts to subvert our Constitution and undermine our liberty. You claim you have not seen us. Since you have not acknowledged our message, let us here present it once more. For if, as President Wilson said, a leader's ear must ring with the voices of the people, the time has come. Our greatest treasure is freedom. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.